Don't record. Uh. All right. Welcome to the Excel Academy. We're doing this <laughs> under, uh, <laughs> like literally under my my diplomas over there. What? Yes, and uh, the mascot. I found my diploma. Yeah. What is that? Um, I've never seen it before. So I had neither until I received it. <laughs> okay. It's, I I assume. This was like a, a thing that I assume they sent it to everyone who has graduated whatever I did. Okay. Uh, but I had never seen one before, and I haven't seen one since. That actually. came in the mail? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, it, it might just be one of one. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the special boy. Is it a frog? Number one boy. What is it? So for the listener, it's like a some sort of amphibian. It's a green stuffed felt <laughs> Did, did you see the tweet? The, I, I forget with the setup of the joke was it was something like uh you know the goal of therapy is not to like win the argument the goal of therapy is to be your therapist's favorite patient yeah i've seen i've seen that tweet <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah um is yeah. that how you feel sitting on the couch right the now the goal the goal of the excel academy was not to get sober it was to be the staff's favorite there were certain kids who felt that way, I think. Uh, I mean, hard not for all of them to. Obviously, you have your history with rejecting. Yeah, dude. But, like, that just proves that you felt it. What? Like, how, how the fuck does that prove that it? I felt it? It was forced on me, dude. I was chilling so hard. I was chilling so hard. Yeah, I got in trouble for chilling too hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, uh, I think because... I saw it happen later and I was like, I bet this happened to me. Like, this is why I got in trouble because like uh, a lot of the strength were leaving. Like, so like this, yeah. the semester before they were all graduating, <laughs> Sally just randomly came in and was like, Alex, you're doing time. Have you ever heard the kids get accused of doing of time? Of course. I was there for yeah, quite yeah, a while. Yeah. You probably did some time yourself. Mm, pretty much all of it. Yeah, so they, and then I, so I got every responsibility. I had to, within one day, I was in charge of waking everybody up in the dorms, getting everybody lined up and doing the count. Uh, I had to run the kitchen. I don't even remember uh, kids doing the count. This was like before Dino even worked there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, uh, this was the... You're old. Yeah, this is the winter right after I found out I wasn't going home. So I had been there like 18 months, like probably 16 months or something like that. The winter that. Yeah. of our discontent. It was. I read that book at Excel. Yeah. I, uh, I also, like, I, you know, it's just, I mean, I learned like the literature existed while there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, most, most books. And I what is, haven't cared about it since. Is that book about like a guy embezzles money from a bank? That sounds tight. It, no, it's Maybe sucked. I need to read it. It wasn't good. I mean, maybe it, it's by John Steinbeck. I've never known him to write any non-bangers. Yeah, I mean, that's. I remember reading it and being like, not his best. I like, mean, not his best is pretty good. I didn't regret it. I'll probably, you know, I say that. I haven't read a John Steinbeck book, I think. I read East of Eden after Excel. We didn't I have it at Excel. We did towards the end. Um, one of the ladies in my speech and debate class did a passage from it, I believe. I would like to read it again now that I know more about. It's totally normal that I know that. Women archetypes. Uh, one of the two girls in your speech class did a... No, there's more than two. How many? Uh, six, exactly. I don't know, dude. Dude, I was thinking it probably it messed me up to at a 50-50 class. Or uh, at, least, okay. at least within the ratios of 
the general student body. It's not like speech and debate was an overmail. Right. No, I was just thinking the overall composition of Excel was so heavily skewed by the time you were graduating. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a pretty big class. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was held in uh, what did you guys call it? The garage. Sure, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The building where they did it was at various time intakes, uh, isolation room. Yeah, uh, the office of the school. Yeah, and uh, uh, we had, of course, we had a book ban for a while. Okay, you might have been there for that, but I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I was there for book ban times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this one was like close to a year. It was a classic, Whoa. Jamie bans books and then forgets that she bans books. <sighs> and that created a real gray market. And I if bet. you'd like to know who the fucking fat cat Russian oligarch of the gray market was, was you're you? talking to him. Wow. How? It was such a, it was, it was a situation where when, like, at, when, I, when they first did the book ban, I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in literally my entire life. It does Trump just being sent here period <laughs> yeah like man. now they're taking away this because uh, books but, were so sick there like but when it got repealed i was like this is one of the worst things that ever happened. <laughs> like okay. because it was like i think that there was some kind of you know like i don't think that this was like a jamie level thing but i think that other staffers were generally aware that some kids were trading in this kind of thing. Okay. And it was sort of like, all right, well, books are back out. We're doing this in an organized fashion. And so that was whenever they made the library. Like, they turned that thing. They started calling it the library. They put, I don't know in if there the was garage. bookshelves. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if there was bookshelves already, but it was like lined with bookshelves all over the place. And well, there was like nice. A, there was like a <laughs> checkout system and everything, you know. So, oh, so really they, were they trying made to, it like jail. They were trying to make it so that there was a little more, like, you know, I, I'm sure that the original book ban was, you know, some fucking idiot kid who was causing trouble was reading something that, you know, like described fucking drug use in it or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you ratted on a guy about the Ayn Rand. Bro, that, I have an update on ban. that. <laughs> yeah, you mm. have an update on that? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, you want to hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I decided to become an Iron Rand guy. Oh, you know, I no. knew you're not going to be happy with me, dude. But here's my. You know, Dan's a huge Iron Rand guy. Dan, McDowell, Dan? yeah. Oh yeah, holler. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. that's always made me aware that there are non dipshit ways of interpreting what's being said. Well, bro. So I went to the a local bookstore this weekend. So um, are you pro pedophilia? No. Is that in Iran? I thought you told me it was. No, it was no, like no. a forcible so, rape did, of a child. No, no, no. It's a rape of a woman. She's and not then, a child. No, but uh, her perspective after the rape, I think, kind of suggests that she, you know, like we were talking earlier, like, is it, does it, the appreciation of oldies that Excel gives you uh, make it worth the trauma of having the music of your contemporaries taken from you? I was and a no on that one. No, because it's a violation in the first place. You know, she felt the opposite way about being raped, basically. She was like, uh, this is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we were Thank doing- Thank you for waking me up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ugh. And uh, we were doing shifts. Let's not and put I that, read that idea on too a shift, forced right? into the culture. Yeah, I know. And I read that on a shift 
And I like, cause it was just one of the books on the table. You know how sometimes there was a table for the shifts? Interesting. See, if that was not written by a man or if it was written yeah. by a man, I'd be like, obviously that's pure male fantasy. Well, but she was kind of male brained, I think in some ways, like she had an odd pull. On, but she is a woman. Like, so I, ca yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. be like, no women think this cause she is a woman. So clearly there's for a sure. kind of woman who does. I don't no, think it's the like general viewpoint, and, but like she thought it. Well, I think she has the, a, a unique perspective as like a, uh, like many women I was you know who participate more in like male society there's got to be like you're observing what you are participating in but you're like separate from it so like she has an interesting view on masculinity uh so it's interesting to be like her explorations of like what an archetypal man is all about but it's I think in the fountainhead he rapes the woman but it's like maybe it's a softer rape than I'm giving it credit for uh, but it definitely like, my point is like, uh, putting it back and leaving my shift, the sex kid was behaving well enough that he was allowed to do shifts and he was there for like stuff that people go to jail for, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, like he like made weird eye contact. Like, I don't know. He creeps me out all the time. So like, I'm probably like, you know, I probably was projecting, like I just read the rape scene and then we're switching shifts and he's coming on and he gives me this weird shifty look as he like looks at the books, like, and like, what am I going to do on my shift? And I'm like, what's your level of certainty? Zero. But I was just okay. like, I just was, went into reaction mode. I really do think I have my issue, dude, I have issues with sex predators. So like, I was like, I don't like out. him either. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I think I kind of like. I wasn't like bullying the sex kids like out to get them like some kids were. When that one kid was like constantly monitored 24 sevs, not allowed to jerk off, like barely allowed to sleep. Like that was like Abu Ghraib level shit. Like he had his hands duct taped behind his back and shit like while he was sleeping and shit. Yeah. And then even still kids would be like, he was rubbing his dick on the floor. Like, uh, like, cause of course he was sleeping on the floor at that point. Like I remember being like, this is definitely wrong. Like, uh, and the kid, like that the, they were the, reporting him. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole scenario. And they kept him up for like 36 <sighs> hours mm -hmm. and like, this kid could take it, dude. We called him the T 1000. Like he could just, he was like a cooler sex kid than the other sex kid who was like, then I know which one you're really talking about. gross. I didn't mean uh, either of them for the record. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, but like there, close, though. there was one time when I was in charge of doing exercises for the one that was a tank at doing exercises. They both got pretty good at it. I'm sure they and did. I, I remember like, like sending him off to do an exercise and being cavalier, being like, do another. And like feeling really good at how I could just fling my, like do a gesture and make oh. a human being do something. No, for real. That's terrible. I know. And I remember being like, that's one of those like, don't, that's not good, dude. Like you can't, I don't, don't do that, man. Like, uh, just Jamie did that to me whenever I was like, it was, I got there, you know, November 16, 2001, this was like, uh, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like just that, that first like month, you know, you, were, called, rough, you yeah. were there. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of the, like the, the last gasp of 
before the the big capital came in and told him, you can't fuck with these kids this hard. This is a liability <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, us monetarily. Yeah. It was like an extinction burst behavior. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not like I got the worst of it, but I, I, I was, you know, top five uh, in terms yeah, of people yeah, who yeah. they were pissed at for the first month. While you were there, yeah, yeah. Um, like just that first month, I think they figured it out that maybe they'd kind of got me wrong and I wasn't really big yeah, yeah, trouble yeah. after yeah. that. But uh, I was uh, I was playing Risk, and I had a shadow, uh, and he wanted to like go get some water or something, and I was like, just leave me with this dude, dude. Like we're in the middle of a game. Like just okay. be cool. Yeah. And uh, he was like, he did not. I was I was one of his first shadows. This was kind of a new deal for him. I think it was Christmas related. Okay, like some okay. people were out or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm picturing it. Holidays, the risk boards are out. Dude. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you know, I I don't I think that he loved that he had a little bit of authority now. Okay. And oh he God. Hated that it wasn't being respected just yeah, like reflexively. Yeah. So he was like, <laughs> No, I'm not going to leave you with him. I told you to come with me. Come with me. And I was like, dude, quit being an ass. Yeah. And that's what got reported. Okay. DC yeah, called yeah. him an ass. Oh, the literal language. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And she's like, you called him an ass. And the, the uh, I <coughs> distinctly, my my friend Nick, who uh, I think listens to this podcast, I know he listens to this podcast. Yeah. Um, I believe that he imported that vernacular with him from uh, Baltimore. I, I always remember him as, because he moved uh, to town in the sixth grade okay. and brought like a whole slew of words that we didn't, like obviously had heard oh, the word ass. Oh, this is a Plano friend. But like, use, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But okay. like using it in that term, like just regularly, be, someone who's being a jerk, be like, quit being an ass. Like it's not revolutionary, but it was not going around Plano at that time right. until he arrived. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I would like to credit him linguistically. Okay. Because it was Thank definitely like, I felt felt like I was taught like you know it was it was one of the great little uh reliefs to the place whenever you could talk like your friends you know like yeah, I do know what you're talking everyone about. had their own vocabulary of their neighborhood or whatever and being yeah, able yeah. to like you know use that it's like I am it was one of the small ways in which you could still feel like you were yourself yeah um, yeah and sometimes I think it would like take you by surprise at least for me like I like saying something a certain way and like, you'd be like, Oh, that's how I used to say that. Like it would be like yeah. a little glimpse of the past and be like, Oh, that felt good. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, definitely. But yeah. So I, I told him to stop being an ass. Uh, Jamie was there like an hour later. Stop Un- being unrelated. an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that she was called in specifically because I told him he was an ass, but it was high on the list. She, she, you know, it was five minutes in to the general, whatever. And I think it was a Saturday or Sunday. It definitely wasn't a school day. So it's kind of weird. She was in there anyways. It yeah. felt abnormal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was the focus. And so it was, uh, she was just like, go outside, do jumping jacks and okay. like, you know, continuously, you know, yeah, like yeah, while yeah. she does the rest of the life skills. Right. Right. I remember and that era. It's just apparent that like, she's forgotten about like the point was that she wanted you to feel like she had forgotten about you yeah and like you're you know doing exertion that like she at her bequest but like she can't even register that she made the bequest she's on to some other shit but like your life is still governed by it yeah it's it's like lovecraftian dude it's like the elder gods care so little for you if at all 
Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And yet they, they control your entire definitely. life. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was, I, you know, whatever. You tell someone, like, I did a lot of jumping jacks. I don't think no, anyone's like, like, oh, my God, was, they're fucking abusing I these kids. I was depersonalized, man. But, like, like it, and just, like, uh, it is difficult to do a lot of, like, to do that, man. Like, you know, you do them for an hour, see how it goes. Yeah. And no one taught us about body mechanics, man. Like, I really true. think there would have been a lot fewer injuries, like, if we had, if they had been like this is how you do a somersault rather than just being like do a fucking roll down the fucking hill you know what i'm saying like jumping jacks are good for you if you do them right i think that uh you you might have a different goal in mind than they did out yeah i know uh but it does piss me off to this day the the poor mechanics and the resulting injuries are dare i say the point i know dude there was a kid who i'm pretty sure purposefully once he found out he had ACL problems, like kept him going, just like jumping up and down on the bad knee so that he could get pain meds. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, and Jamie was onto it, but she couldn't like punish him for it because it's like he did need ACL surgery at that point. But because he was like in a knee brace and, uh, it, oh, he's dead, dude. RIP. He's our boy. It was Parker. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, uh, of all the people I've met. I didn't mean to like sound excited, but I was like, I can say get would, pain meds. I was that's excited tough. that I could say that's who he is. I'm not excited that he's dead. It's yeah, tragedy. no, I, I, I love like he's you know one of the best people we've ever met. That's the opinion of everyone on this podcast. But uh, yeah, as far as fucking fiends, well, yeah, he rem- that's when I was like, he reminded me more of the people I went to the real rehab with. Yeah, like where it's like this dude loves drugs loves uh, drugs and he he had like an obsession with him which you know did make him tight yeah dude definitely dude uh but i remember like seeing him once like jamie accused him of it and he was like no i'm not doing that she's like you're you're trying to hurt your knee and he's like no i'm not uh but she couldn't be like you can't do anything like he wasn't in trouble anymore and was, I, I don't remember exactly but I remember later just seeing him like playing basketball on that driveway in front mm-hmm. of the lodge, like before we had the court. Yeah, it was just packed dirt. Yeah, yeah. And just like he just like came directly only down on his bad knee. Just like I was like, Jamie has to be right. Like, or she put the idea in his head. Yeah, like it, it wasn't clear at that point. Yeah. But uh damn, how did I get dude, he I uh he told his story once. Do you remember that? Surely no. you would have been there. I don't recall like the details of that. There or... was, you know, the, the regular feature of Excel, not as regular as I would have liked. Uh, I was thinking about that because I love when they would have people tell their stories. Yeah, man. But this is this is a big part of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, there's, you know, like most of the meetings are general discussion. That's always what you see portrayed in the media. Uh, but there are some. That it's just one person stands up and talks for an hour about everything that happened to them before they arrived at AA. And then, you know, of course, devote the last 15 minutes to the the cleansing power of what happened after you got to AA. Sure, sure. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the resolution of the conflict feels good. I mean, listening to these stories, that every part is, of it is great. That's like good old-fashioned preaching. Like people who are good I at love it, it. Like who like, or like you get the people who are like... Um, visiting from other meetings mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're like a 10-year vet who's in just like from the mesquite meeting or whatever that's like gonna tell his story 
Like we keep talking about this stuff, and one of these days I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get serious. I'm gonna go to find a fucking. I, I, don't, I don't remember what the. I think it's like it might just be twelve step. It's what? one of the steps. the The name of the meeting. It's like a twelfth step meeting or like a tenth step meeting. Oh, okay, okay. It's okay. whatever. Like the you know. It's the one that related to telling your story. I don't remember. The yeah, steps. I wonder which one that is because it can't be fifth because that's it's one of the later be, ones. It's like nine, I would say nine or 12. later. Yeah, so I think it might be a twelfth step. Yeah, meeting. yeah, yeah. Carry the principle. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we strove to carry this message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. There you go. Boom, dude. Nicely done. Yeah. So that's carrying the message. For I sure. still can't believe I don't remember them. Like I read, I said them in my head to myself every fucking night <laughs> for like three, four years. Yeah, dude, it's a catechism. I, and I just, I just don't got it. I got it for sure. I, I was pretty happy with that one just yeah. now, but I don't have the beginning of how it works. You know, chapter five, how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed this path. Those who yeah. do not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or people who cannot or will not. Uh, no, it's constitutionally capable of being honest with themselves. I don't know. Yeah, it's something, it's like. Past that, it's just, there's certain phrases that stick out, but I don't know how they fit together. It's like there are some, there are such unfortunates, they seem yeah. to be constitutionally incapable of there being honest with themselves. Uh, I remember someone giving the interpretation that like blew my mind where they were like, they don't actually think that there's anyone like that. They're just fucking with you. Like they're challenging you. Like they're like, you know, it's just the authors of the book being like, are you such a fucking loser that you'd be one of these like scum that can't be honest with themselves? Sure. Okay. Interesting. I mean, okay. I guess if you start from the principle that not, no one like that exists, then if you think you're like that, you are lying to yourself and therefore meeting the description. Interesting. You know? Uh, See, I always took it as like, like whenever I read it, I was like terrified. Like, what if I'm one of those? I don't want to never get better. That sounds scary. Yeah. I want to get better. Yeah. I hear you. I didn't really accept the proposition that I had a disease at that point, I think. I mean, I do now I probably more. every proposition. I would like to be able to sit here and say things like that, but I, I accepted every proposition they put in front of me. I mean, I definitely like stayed away from alcohol when I got to college at first. Yeah, for like a month. Uh, no, for like a semester. Until spring break. That's like a semester and a half. It's not a decade. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, uh, but yeah, they would they'd have people tell their stories. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it it was like a life skills. You know, they they'd gather everyone together. You'd be sitting, you know, and the the person talking would be standing. You know, like one of the places where Jamie would stand or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they would just yeah they would, they would you know say everything bad they did in narrative fashion. Yeah, yeah, and then okay. talk about you know. Yeah, and I mean, those would just kind of end with like, you got here, you know, like the the way in AA where they can be like, and now I've lived 10 productive years, like, uh, you know, the school was quick to tell you, and it was, of course, obvious already that you didn't have any sobriety. Right. Yeah, like, true. You know, just my big success story is they haven't let me out yet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, they they had Parker tell his story. And there was a lot of drug use, a lot of drugs I didn't know existed. <laughs> he did a ton of them. And 
there for some reason it always sticks out in my mind something about wafers like that there was some kind of drug he did it was yeah. like a chemical that was just like given out in like wafer form that's tight dude <laughs> and i've all, like i at the time was like you know there's a lot of kids for example everyone here is older than me you know like certainly uh -huh. whenever like most of the pretty much the whole time parker was there i was the youngest person or one yeah, of like yeah, two yeah, or three yeah yeah uh so i was like yeah these kids are older than me of course they know more than me probably a bunch but of wafer heads the, yeah <laughs> but yeah exactly like i was like this just must be a thing that everyone who's older than me knows about and once i'm older i will find out whatever these wafer drugs are and like i'll fucking yeah whatever uh and I I sit here now as a a thirty five year old man having no fucking clue yeah. what comes in wafer form. I I like my best guess would be ecstasy. Yeah, I could see how various things would lend themselves to wafers. Like anything that's like sort of can get absorbed maybe into a wafer, like LSD, ecstasy. Yeah. But I mean, ecstasy is not like a dropper. It's like, you know, it's a chemical and it can be fucking formed into whatever you need, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It can probably get wafered. Yeah, you yeah. Know, We're, like, I, well, it's not like LSD. You can have like a wafer of LSD. It's usually a, a liquid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but you could like, take like a wafer and drop. Yeah, they're, they're different kinds. Of, they're different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We're formulating two ways of looking at wafers. What if you did have communion wafers with LSD on? That'd be sick as fuck, dude. You know, in many ways, they yeah, already bro. have a psychedelic, life-changing mm -hmm. element to them. Those Nutty Buddies were pretty psychedelic wafers that we scarfed before this podcast. Yeah, I love Nutty Buddies. Dude, I meant to tell you, I, when I grocery shop sometimes, I stop in the Little Debbie section. Of course. And then I'm like, TC's got something for me. <laughs> you know <laughs> like, I do. Like next time I go to TC's, I'll be getting something from the shelf. <laughs> uh, so that was nice to see. That was Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, lady, the cleaners, that they asked me if I believe in Jesus. Okay, what'd you tell her? Yes. Good. Nice. <laughs> What'd she say? She gave me a pamphlet. All right. <laughs> I mean, she'd already kind of like, or I think that she had taken it out because it was, I mean, whatever, you know, I wasn't trying to be rude. I was certainly appreciative that, that she cleaned you said my, no? Huh? Shouldn't the pamphlet be for the no, the no answers? I guess, but I think she wanted me to know more about some specific, specific stuff around Easter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it, right. it had a thing about, I think it says the empty tomb on the the cover of I it. think that's Jehovah's Witness. I think I've gotten an empty tomb pamphlet okay. lately. Well, uh, the cleaners on Live Oak might be Jehovah's Witness, though. Okay. Respect. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, yeah, like, I'm trying to remember. I think that, I can't remember if I had the suit back yet. I think that this entire exchange happened with her holding the suit. Okay. But then was also holding the thing. I think no, maybe because I'm I'm trying to piece this together. I knew there was something like I understood that this couldn't end until something had been it's like transferred. She was holding you, you hostage. <laughs> I figuratively. mean, I'm not a rude guy. Well, like I wasn't going to leave. You know, it's not like if I did have everything in my hand, I just would have turned and left. But it was it was definitely like I'm not super comfortable right now. Mm -hmm. I don't feel great. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd like to end this state as soon as possible. Yeah. It felt some real urgency to get back to a social setting 
that felt more like me. Okay. And so I was trying to figure out. You felt like you needed to get your your clothes back on. I was was working overtime to figure out what's the way that this ends. Okay. And whatever it was in her hand, either the suit or the pamphlet, I figured that the common social thing would be once I received it, then I was allowed to go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it seems like it. And so I was just kind of fixated on it. Okay. Because, yes. But, uh, yeah, she started to hand it to me, then was like, like, and was saying something about, like, you know, it's about Jesus or whatever. And she was like, stop for, like, she was beginning with the assumption that, of course, I love Jesus. But then something in her caused her to question whether or not she was being too quick with that. So she stopped and asked, "Okay, do you believe in Jesus?" And nice, I was good. like, "Yes, good, okay." I think I, I think I gave her like a yeah, you know, like yeah, of course, you know, sure, you yeah, and me, yeah, we're yeah, both yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, believers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing starts to go like any time I get a question like that, there's a kind of response that I have that's uh i'm definitely you know like recognize it as was one of the in the most common place for it to come up is questions about religion where it's like i have a million thoughts you know really yeah, like i yeah, I, yeah. I could we can stand for if you want to know i could spend the next hour talking about it but yeah before i like i i start to formulate one of those, you know, like to start to formulate what the beginning of the hour is going to look like. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is not an hour conversation. I'm, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not going to let me speak for an hour. I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. So I need to formulate a different kind of response. Yeah. Much, much shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love being asked by a rando. Like I've been asked at the cleaners also. Yeah. Like if I believe, I'm not with a pamphlet involved, but just generally like, do you believe in jesus or like is jesus with you today or like something and i was just like you better believe it i i i I hope you know like something like i said a prayer so i hope he is you know or something like that like just being forced to just be like yes i'm part of the community you're referring to is like almost i almost never feel good about being like i'm part of a group or organization or like you know what i mean but like or if someone like wanted to be like what does jesus mean to you then i'd be like i can't get into that like you know unless you want to do that hour but when it's someone just like do you know about jesus and just being like you know it brother like that feels so good to me it's like the best feeling like to relate to my fellow man i would say that i don't know well is yeah yeah because brothers in christ that is part of the hour-long answer like i want to say yes to that because I want communion with my fellow man. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, any like... Well, that's what Jesus wants for you to for both of you. So that's he's right. there. If both of you have like, your hearts are open to each other and he's the conduit, that's church. Like he said that. So I love just being like, yeah, I'll have church with you right now. Like if someone's like, do you know about Jesus? It's like, they're being like, do you want to do impromptu church real quick? Like you literally just have to say yes and it's done. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, uh, I would say that there's many ways in which I could answer the question, no. You know, like there's yeah, a lot of yeah, senses yeah. in which the question is being asked. Sometimes in some I'll of those hit. senses, it's a no. You but can, like, I did not choose to say no in that situation because yeah. I did, like, I, did, I don't want to close myself off from her. Exactly, I want to, I want to be closer connected to her, not lie. less. It would be a lie if you said no, like just in that context, I think. I don't want to put words in your heart. 
or in your mouth. I mean, I think I could say no pretty truthfully. In that context, you would have felt like you told the truth if someone was like, do you believe in Jesus? And you just said no. You would have felt like you were telling the truth. That's wild to me. Yeah, definitely. Wow, well, I'm, not, I'm not the same as you. You deny him. Uh, mm, mm. You know better than every other human, dude. That's what he's about. Just like whatever disciple denied him that I can't remember now. I think it's Paul. Paul denied him? Pretty sure. No, no. Might I mean, Peter. I know Paul was persecuting Christians. It's one uh, of the P's. It's I'm Paul or Peter. I'm positive of that. Simon, who later became Peter, I think. Okay. Simon Peter. We all know you got a religious studies degree. No, no I'm, I'm trying to, to be off. conciliatory to you because I was going to say I think it's Simon, but I think they're the same guy. Simon is Peter. And that is the guy. It's like he denied him. I'm saying like Paul never met Jesus. Uh, one of the disciples who was like one yeah, of the boys. Peter. Like uh, he denied him on the night he got crucified. That's you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's after he got. Do you have a, is there anything to drink in that fridge? I restocked with LaCroix today. But yeah, no, you know, I, I've been thinking about uh, religious questions. And I think that to me, like the whole, the whole thing is just like a stand in for curiosity about the world, right? Of like, we want to understand who we are. How we're supposed to live. Yeah, I think what you're describing, yeah, those are religious questions. It's curiosity about the universe. Yeah. And I think that that's great. You know, like I think that all kinds of curiosity are great. I think that that's, you know, freedom is found through there, you know? Yeah. Like the more you're asking questions, the more you're going to be able to find answers that equip you to live in the sort of like fucking elevated way that you'll feel better living. And so, like, I, I think that there's definitely. I understand this and I've been there in my life of uh, whatever you hear about religion, you're thinking about, you know, the fucking wars fought in the name of it, right? I'm familiar with the perspective you're describing. Yes. There's ways in which religion has caused division in the world and been a negative force. Uh, that seems obvious enough. But like, uh, you know, that's not how i currently choose to emphasize thinking about it right like i think that like just if yeah, you dude, hear that jesus someone goes cleared to all that. The, first of all jesus cleared all that up i oh, just want to say i mean i don't even believe in them so it's relevant to me oh my god dude you're gonna simon out dude he did it three times like i've we've heard of the bible alex he, you're gonna do it one more time before the cock crows yeah <laughs> doesn't seem relevant to our current situation <sighs> I'm praying for you, bro. Anyway. Do you think he's not in heaven? Who, Simon? Yeah. Yeah, I think he probably is in Why you in keep the calling him Simon, dude? Peter. You're like one of those people insisting on calling uh, him Cassius Clay. You're right. I apologize to, Simon, to Peter on there. God damn it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what John Boyd says in Ali. He's like, I, I apologize to you on the air. A man has the right, you know, like whatever. That's what I'm trying to do to my dog, Peter, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I keep doing that. I call him Simon Peter in my head, I think. Uh, I think because... Simon Rex. Simon Rex. <laughs> What's that movie? He's got a movie out of Red Rocket. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I sure yeah. would like to. It's being marketed well uh, that we both know about. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm on the list. What do you mean? It was there's one PR agency that I ended up on one of their lists oh, because okay. I tried. Okay. I asked them for help booking a radio interview, and they did not give me help. But they did fucking spam me with emails for the next several years. But once every six months, probably less than that, one of them is useful. Like okay. they invited me to the press screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's cool. Wonderful. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and I got you know they sent me the trailer of Red Rocket. I yeah. said that looks great. It's set around Houston, which of course makes me think of Excel. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Dirt nasty. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. That nineteen eighty video. I'm not familiar. I don't maybe I am. It's been a minute since I checked out. I would Dirt just nasty. tell everyone that they should go watch the Dirt Nasty nineteen eighty <laughs> video. <coughs> I don't think I finished the frog, Yeah, dude. We gotta bring it back frog. to Iron Rand too. Ooh, you yeah. want to do that? Sure. I mean, I'm ready at any time. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you say you were going to you would finish How the story about yeah, yeah. the kid, but about gonna, why you got Ayn Rand banned. Yeah, I wanted to explain that because I have referred to it a lot. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I'm saying it's, I'm not a book banning guy. I wasn't even like a big time strength at that point. Boy, have we closed the single loop? Like I've still got <laughs> plenty to say about the library stuff. Yeah, we should, well, whatever, man. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. Ayn Rand. Oh, yeah, well... So I'm just saying, like, I, it got, it did get taken away, and then I don't think it ever came back. And then I read, uh, maybe like a, I bought a short Ayn Rand book in an airport after Excel, like quickly, like I was still in college. It was called like I think Anthem, and it it was uh, supposed to be a like a dystopia in the tradition of Brave New World or something. So I was like, I'll check this out, and I didn't like it. So. Anyway, I was in Lucky Dog Books. You know about that? I've heard the name. Uh, so like, uh, you know, independent used bookstore. They claim they give you more money than half price books for your stuff. Interesting. Uh, and if you buy stuff from when I paid for my Ayn Rand book, they told me if I bring stuff in, they'll take up to like 50% of the bill. Shout out Lucky Dog Books. You know what I mean? Like. You could pay for it with with merch or whatever, uh, which I don't think Half Price Books is doing that. I liked it. I liked it. I I was glad this was in my neighborhood, but yeah, neither of these are convenient for me. They're both farther away than Half Price. Yeah, that makes. There's one in Oak Cliff, yeah, uh, I see which both of them. was interesting to hear. But uh, yeah, but that one on Garland Road is super close to my house. Yeah, but I don't uh, live in your house. No, I know, but I'm saying for me, I was. That's why I'm shouting them out. Check mm -hmm. them out. Yeah. L listeners in the East Dallas area. No, speaking too broadly. I live in East Dallas. It's not bookstore. close. Uh, Got to go all the way around the lake. Uh -uh. I would actually say aesthetically it was more pleasant than browsing the Northwest Highway uh, half-price books. I don't know. I would say. No, I can't buy it. pure moods there. I did not. They do have music not nearly as much as half-price, um, but it's like more... You could tell the people who run it are more into books. Like it's organized really well. It's curated really well. That's my point. Like uh, I felt like, you know, they still require masks. Like they'll mask you up. And like mm. that was the one disruption. It was like very quiet in there. That's what I liked about it. It reminded me of like an old school used bookstore where it's like, I don't know if there were cats in there, but like Selling there old playboys you can steal. Exactly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
except if someone came in without a mask. They did have one, there's like an old couple running the place and they have one like large male employee who will be like, sir, 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 do you have a mask? And then everyone's like, uh, no, do, do you have one? And then he's like, yeah, they're right here. Like he has to be <laughs> nice like immediately. <laughs> like, but so because, of, you know, it's basically like, I don't like the phrase libtard, but it's kind of a libtarded place. You know what I mean? Like it reads that way. So I was like, what will they, I had this thought through my head. Think about how insane this is. I was like, what would they think of me if I bought an Ayn Rand book? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, my local bookstore, will they think I'm some sort of right-wing reactionary? And I was like, that's insane, dude. It that, does seem that. unfortunate. I mean, I've never read the books. Maybe they fucking well-earned the uh, that level of scorn, but I, I don't know. That's what I was saying. So I was like, that's All books have a lot of me. ideas, and yeah, should, dude. some of them are good. You should be open to those. Yeah, it's like I could buy Lolita without anybody blinking an eye. Yeah, but it's like don't buy the stuff that the weirdos, the Ron Paul people like. Uh, so I was like, already like my defiant muscles were engaging. Like I was like, fuck this hypothetical person judging me. So I was like, I'm gonna flip through this. Like let me let me. You're check creating this out. division there. Exactly. I know. I know. Where none existed. Uh, they were actually fine. I did. I bought it. No incident. But in flipping through it, I was like, I mean, they work at a bookstore, dude. It's a book. And they had it shelved, and they had like fiction. Popular fiction, like best-selling, new bestsellers, and then they definitely had, belongs in fiction. Am I right? Well, they had literature, dude, which I think was like better than fiction, mm. and that's where they had it. So I was like, these motherfuckers again to the hypothetical person. I was like, you have it in literature, first of all, guy who's not real that I imagined. <laughs> like, so I did get the book because I flipped through it. I was like, I am intrigued, dude. Who is this John Galt character? Like hearing Ayn Rand describe him, I was like, damn, dude, this guy sounds, sounds like a, he sounds like a cool guy I should emulate, dude. Uh, and I was like, this is definitely Ayn Rand's like idea of what a man should be. And the way she's describing him, I'm like, she's not wrong. Like this guy sounds awesome. Like it was just a random page in the book, but it was like, he handsomely moved across the room, like, and assertively made money. And then was like, you people are weak because you want money. I I don't care about it. That's why I have so much of it. I was just like, this guy rules, dude. He's like the original Instagram like business bro. You know what I mean? Like just he would be flexing with a watch and stuff, being like, How'd I get this watch? By not caring about what time it is. Or like some shit like that. It was just cool. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't like those guys really. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot to learn from like these archetypes. So I bought Atlas Shrugged. I bought a book. You know who Richard Posner is? I think I've heard the name, but no. He's like, uh, he's, dude, this was my right wing shopping trip, I guess. He's like um, a, a judge on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, like a federal appeals judge. And he's okay. like famously like weird conservative, I would say, like kind of the University of Chicago style. Like he's like really smart and erudite. But he, he, a lot of, he's polarizing. I think he's retired now, but he's like considered like one of the best right, like thinkers and writers. And he has a whole book. It was called, dude, these are my two favorite. I was like, this would be my categories on Pornhub, dude. Sex and Reason uh, <laughs> is the name of the book. Uh, 
And it's just like him going on a history of like the regulation of sex and like what, how we should think about it, like as jurists. Uh, and, you know, I was just like, again, random page test. And it was like, of course, the problem was that the subject of these seductions were the future citizens of the Greek polis itself. And I was just like, all right, that's interesting. That sounds like life skills material. Uh, so anyway, I'm an Iron Man guy now. That's all I got. Well, you haven't even read the book. Yeah, but I bought it, and I'm looking forward to it. That does not qualify you to be an Iron Man guy. <laughs> I think it does. The you? other Iron Man guys wouldn't accept that. I was going to say, I I'm think, speaking I on think behalf they, of them. I was going to say, I think they totally would, dude. We have earned this. You like, haven't done shit. Are you an Iron Man guy? No, but uh, I'm speaking on their behalf. No, I don't think many of them have read, like, uh, I would say it's, do you think it's 50 50 even on. Have they read a full Ayn Rand book? Which I have. I will remind you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. You think so? I don't know, dude. I think some of the Ayn Rand guys... There's people like, who are conservative that like you might say they have Ayn Rand-like beliefs, but like they're not presenting themselves as like... They like, they like the ideas, know, but it's not like they're like... First and foremost, for me, is Ayn Rand. Like, I don't fucking hold up any, like, you know. No, but there's, like, guys who, like, subscribe to Reason Magazine and they purchased copies of Ayn Rand that are on their bookshelf, but they haven't read it. But they'll still be like, I'm into the, I'm an objectivist. think you you're know? inventing that person I'm so you can feel one, better than. I'm at least that right now, dude. No. <laughs> I'm an objectivist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah, looking forward I to this book. I think I'm going to read it this month. I don't remember the specific mechanics for how I got all the books, but I had, at this point, I had two trunks. Did you ever live two trunk life? At Excel? Yeah. No. Yeah. What the hell? I think that I had two trunks. That's decadent. I know. Oh, my God. I've been there for four years. What dude. did you? Oh, I my God. I had time God. to enrich myself. <laughs> Sounds like you're living for your trunks, man. I think that they... I think at some point they allowed everyone to buy a second trunk if you wanted to. What did you put in it? Well, half of my first trunk was just books. Your black market books? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I needed a second trunk. I once did, I filled a, like a trunk with books before they started weighing luggage. Yeah. Uh, like, to, like I had my Excel trunk in Texas and I filled it with books to take to New Jersey. Okay. And it was like 100 pounds easy. Yeah. Uh, they like they could tell I was getting away with something. But mm -hmm. I was just like, you haven't done the weighing thing yet. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't remember. I would love to recall. I mean, I remember the first book I read after the band. The band had been in, in, in place for a couple of months and someone I think I probably told this story in the podcast before. Someone's parents submitted a book and it went through a staff member who just forgot or was never informed. Because that's how that's a lot how of this stuff works. Was. Like I, at the time, was young, had an extremely sharp memory, and uh, what I would call like that. You know, I don't know. I I I don't know if I'm autistic or not, but I, the way I was behaving about the like whether or not the bands were on or not mm -hmm. was certainly autistic in nature. Of like just you know, the very the categorizing, you know, uh, yeah, like, the rigid black and white thinking. Yeah. I think that's like a, such a good example of like, is it a genetic brain thing or a trauma response because it's adaptive in a unpredictable environment? Yeah, you know, it's really hard to tell. 
Yeah. So I, I, I knew, you know, I knew all the people that I was on 10 foot from. I had that cataloged. I knew all the blackout yeah, rules. You become like an African, like griot, like a, a historian of the tribe. Like you like yes. know everything that happened I to everyone. Done, yeah. I, I knew what everyone else is 10 foot. I knew all of the active 10 foots in the whole school. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah definitely. I knew what the various bands were and like, you know, Which it took me a while. These songs were like uniquely labeled absolutely, inappropriate. Absolutely. 100%. By, you know, yeah. Uh, House the rising sun most prominent gotta get turned off you know um but uh and and the longer i was there i i at some point like learned to be a little more selective about raising (laughs) these issues yeah 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 you know Uh, you you feel pretty crafty when you figure that out when you're just like i could just be quiet yeah yeah didn't feel like an option until a certain point but then it did it really feels good like it's like a to me i was kind of like this is like it feels like more of like what the girls at Excel were doing more. Like it's a much sneakier way of getting it, like getting away with something. Yeah. yeah this is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah, really yeah. very little risk. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could just be like, Oh, I didn't similar amount of reward. Great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so, so I, I certainly remember that the band was on, but, uh, I, you know, it's the classic. I mean, I read letter from the Birmingham jail while I was there. Okay. You know, okay. so I knew whether or not we have to follow book bands. MLK told me. <laughs> yeah, um, all right. And uh, the, the book that got submitted. And the kid, it was easy for me to get because the kid was like, what the fuck is this? One, I don't read. Two, <laughs> I'm not going to read Seabiscuit. <laughs> it was Seabiscuit? It was Seabiscuit. Oh, my God. I ripped through that thing. And then there was like, uh, it was, I don't know if the movie was out yet. It was, but it was around the I release saw of the Seabiscuit movie. I Seabiscuit on a visit. I've never seen it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, I already know what happens, dude. I don't need. I think it was like my last visit at Excel. I saw Seabiscuit. I still kind of like. Or part maybe of... leaving Excel, like driving to college with my parents. We stopped and saw <laughs> stopped to see Seabiscuit. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> see, that's why I think that you were there for the band that I'm taught, like that it would have been in effect. As I you remember were seeing a movie tie-in book of Seabiscuit. Like I'm picturing it. You may have seen me reading it. Dude. I don't know where I would have seen that if besides Excel, like in my life. I mean, it, it, it had the cover. It was the yeah, the horse from the movie on the cover of the book. The horse from the movie, not Tobey Maguire on the cover. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because we also had the October Sky novelization tie-in, and mm-hmm. young Toby kind of looks like young Jake Gyllenhaal to me. They have similar vibes. Okay. You know, back then, you know what I'm saying. Um. But yeah. So fucking. Uh, anyway, this uh, Sea Biscuit book had what like, a dumb book, dude. I'm more sorry. about the stuff like a. Uh, I we, they also had an amazing copy of the Great Gatsby that had like half the book was like essays by like the world's foremost Great Gatsby scholars. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I think I did eventually like find that somewhere else because I yeah, remember yeah, looking yeah. for it for a while after I got out. Dude, at Lucky Dog Books, there were so many books where I was like, "Yo, those were ex- at Excel." That's tight. Like, cause they have like a whole children's section and then like a youth section. So you remember all those like you read had, a lot of children's books in high school, Alex? Uh, not really. I mean, I went to the same high school as you, but that's what I was saying. Like, remember the the shelves that had those like youth adapted classics? 
They were like white spines. Like I'm saying, I never read them, but like I was just like, where there was like a, a specific anthology of Mark Twain. Yeah. That, like, you know, that big one, yeah. like uh, with a drawing of him on the side. Yes. Uh, like they had that. And I was just like, Excel book, like just seeing it. You I'm know, pretty sure I read that on the shelf. Oh, I, I really definitely read a collection of Mark Twain. Cause there's a, the his the one about heaven always sticks out for some reason. I don't remember. It's you know it just starts with the guy who's arriving in heaven okay. and just goes on for you know twenty pages about other people explaining to him what heaven's like is interesting stuff. Yeah. You can pick any age, but everyone always like they start out by picking some like wildly different age, but then all the other people that have picked that age are unappealing to them. So everyone just ends up picking whatever age you were when you died. Huh. Which, like, I don't think that's true. I don't think, yeah. We have to get to fundamentals, Steve, and begin my issues with that. But who knows, man? Who fucking knows? It's an Might interesting as well thought. it that way. It's thought-provoking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember I don't reading think some, right. some Mark Twain. Like, the, there's so much fucking Mark Twain, man. It is. I remember them being extremely good. Short stories in general, just like, if you get a big author... And they got a collection of short stories. Oh, yeah, dude. Can't recommend enough. F. Scott Fitzgerald's collection of short stories, banger after banger. Damn, dude, for sure, for sure. The the Winter Dreams that was in the American literature textbook that we had, that was a big one for me. There's that, one that's like uh, Whole Mountains of Diamond. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't think I ever read that one, but the title rings a bell to me. Dude, uh, you could, Benjamin Button's a F. Scott Fitzgerald short story. I've also never read that one. I've also never seen it. What about uh, Head and Shoulders? That's a good one. No, never heard of that one. It's uh starts out the husband's an academic and the wife is like in the circus. Okay. And so they're like nickname. That sounds like some tension. They're they're in like a fucking like the the papers you know the the New York papers are writing them up as like head and shoulders because he's smart academic head uh -huh. and she's this you know gymnast or whatever that's that's shoulders I don't know it's the specific kind of gymnast stuff she's doing yeah that and seems like a 1920s like yeah you know, all of it's I mean that's she, what's fucking awesome she's about got it. the shoulders yeah <laughs> dude it's great like because it's all so fucking 20s <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah but like uh, how do, there's some kind of uh, accident reversal of fortune but I think it happens gradually enough over time but like at a certain point the fucking like someone sees like an old paper clip uh, old newspaper clipping of head and shoulders okay and like says to the husband like Oh, like that's cool that they used to call your wife the head. You know, like the, the roles have reversed. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Pretty good. Pretty good. It is good. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember how. I remember getting Seabiscuit. I, I kind of like half remember whose uh, parent would have donated it, but I, I've got a short list in my head. Um, and so that one, it was just they gave it to me. But then there was just any time, like in the sweep of get all the books out uh that they had initially undertaken you know they left some of them right, and right i was able to find those over time and whenever i did like you know i had fucking sticky fingers about those okay, books. okay just because okay. i i mean like you know for the first several months i followed the thing fastidiously because of what i was talking about earlier you know yeah, like yeah. i've very especially then or very ordered you know perception of these things and you know that was on the bad side but like 
fucking once I realized that, you know, they weren't actively enforced and like that there wasn't going to like that. I have had enough times where a staff member had like seen me reading that I had like a mountain of evidence where I knew that if they got mad at me, I could be like, they saw me reading then didn't say anything. They saw me reading then didn't say anything. They saw, I just thought it was off dude. How else would like, what other fucking conclusion (coughs) could I draw based on this evidence? Right. The rest of you, the authority figures that I'm respecting have sent me the message that it's fucking right. And so like, I just want to pause here and just note the kind of brain mechanism of like constantly crafting narratives to explain why what you're doing is okay. Mm-hmm. Some people don't live like that. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ser- who? I know, right? Because there are people who didn't go to Excel who do do that. Like, definitely. Like, I remember, like, there's a girl I worked with who she couldn't leave the office without being like, "This is why I'm leaving." Like, she'd be like, "I'm leaving." I still have some work to do, but I think it's in a good spot and I need to go walk my dog. I'll be like, we're, we're peers. Like, but I eventually was like, this is her internal in case like a partner is like, why weren't you in the office? Like she always wants to be able to explain. And I was like, Oh, that helps me relate, you know? Cause I do the same, like, I don't know, but it's like, there are people who don't do that. You know, it's why I see no evidence. Your supporting story only says that there are more true. people yeah, who do. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, just hearing you, that's, it's like such an extreme case you're describing. Like, yeah. It's like, a, but yeah, I, I, there I was a tipping point where I felt like my argument was strong enough because you could, I don't know that there was like a lot of times that I talked my way out of things there, yeah, but it's yeah. not like it was never. Like it, sometimes if I like, some you know if they were looking to fuck with you you were gonna get fucked with but if they weren't really looking to fuck with you and someone else brought you up and they were kind of on the fence about whether it was time to fuck with you anyways you could sometimes get back to the safe side of the fence yeah you could you could explain your behavior enough to get it from like coded as defiance to being to like a mistake like a negligence at at worst you yeah. know what i mean like so if they wanted to see submission like it could look like that even you know what i mean like hey That's i'm right. sorry man yeah. Like, I, yeah i thought it was off uh, yeah my bad like uh and so i i had some sense that the book band thing passed into that um and uh yeah at that point it was just fuck it yeah yeah anyone i could get my hands on um the one that I, the most distinct memory I have there, this is just great, uh, was I, I probably told this before. It's one of my treasured memories because it was so fucking to myself. You know, there were so few things that were just to yourself there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, true. And so, like, you know, this is, I, I remember like once or twice someone would see me and be like, I know what you're doing. And I'd be like, I'm not doing anything. And also, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, I slept. Uh, I was one of the one one of the kids that would drag their mattress in front of the doors right, in the right. shoebox dorm. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And it was during the time when they were keeping the lights on in the hallway 100 percent of the time. Yeah, okay. Which I think that you said that you used to. I remember you sleeping out there. And oh you, yeah. It didn't used to be lights on then. No, it very much was. It was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it was uh, lights on, and so. I would put my, like, before I would, like, sleep, sleep, I would have my mattress, you know, six inches away from the door. 
Okay. And just yeah. angle the book so that like, you know, it was up, so it's catching the light. Very nice. And uh I read a good portion of I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Whoa. <laughs> I fucking you yeah. know while uh you know in a lockdown That's facility on a tough, book ban. Dude. Definitely, <laughs> dude. By the cracked light of what was certainly torture for the person sleeping yeah. in, in that hallway. Yeah. Uh, wow, dude. Amazing book, if anyone. I'm sure most I'm people have heard of it at this like point. Young TC, just the crack of light coming under the door, just reading Maya Angelou. It's just enough so you could make it out. <sighs> Which is just enough to keep your soul alive one more day. That's right. Wow. I'd like to get, I got a long list of things I want to read. Working yeah. through the new Chuck right now, Chuck Klosterman. Okay, yeah, you we like it? We got the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I like it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, Just trying yeah. to understand the decade of the 90s. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, stuff like that, especially now that it's like I was there. Like, I get irrationally angry if just someone's perspective is not mine for some reason. But like if... Yeah, he's enough older than me that it doesn't... Like, if I had to read someone else who's my age talking about something I've lived through, I think I'd be more likely to... That's what I was going to say. It's definitely like a narcissism of small differences thing, like where it's like the closer you are to me, the more mad I get when I'm like, who the fuck are you yeah. to be talking about the 90s? Like, if it's a black woman, I'll just be like, interesting. Tell me more, you yeah. know, wokely. Uh, but like a white guy, dude, you better be pretty fucking old. If you're gonna start talking about what the '90s are, absolutely, you know? yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of Substacks where I just have to click off. Definitely, but I think that's a sign that you should start writing a Substack. I think you should you write know? a Substack. I've thought about it. I think it'd be very know. good. I, you know, it could. I got something brewing, brewing, dude. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just following movie review podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could come. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> no, you you could i i'm not I, i'm not so dedicated to uh the uh, guys of pretending like i don't have a job that you can't mention that you have a movie podcast to our audience our listeners should check it out dude success movie rewind yeah that's the name of hosted my, by alex stevens hosted by alex stevens on the success magazine podcast network yeah uh we're looking at movies through a motivational media criticism lens. And I would say I'm already going into success movies rewind voice as we're talking about it. That is <laughs> the trademark voice, absolutely. Because it's just me. And it's hard like you gotta get into a different rhythm. But I would say obviously life skills uh is directly responsible for it. Uh not just TC's motivational spiritual motivation, but the true detective analysis I would say is really the pivotal turning point in terms of next level criticism. And uh, so I'd say Success Movie Rewind, we just try to put a more direct personal development spin on what we started there. It's a, I, I mean, I just, I, I, I think every episode is legitimately very good. Thanks, man. I, I think appreciate that. that. Yeah, you know, nearly anyone would, would find something interesting in there. Yeah, check it out. Useful. Um, but yeah, I'd been gone for a couple months and they sent me some kind of care package the the school did okay oh with had like a card in it yeah yeah uh i guess we we have been identifying staff members the entire time right i think generally yeah adrian signed it i remember adrian signed it i don't know who adrian is yeah i know you don't but a lot of people who go to the school listen to this podcast okay guy or girl girl was she a student 
No. Okay. I mean, when she uh, started working there, she was probably, I don't know, 25 at the oldest. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so she, it, was, it was a card, you know, just like, hope you're doing well. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else in it. Well, that guy. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just besides that guy. Yeah, okay. But yeah, there's there's a frog with a, just a t-shirt on. I thought a maroon that? shirt that said Excel Academy. Why is it a frog? I will it never should, understand. It should be an eagle. That's the school mascot. Yes. Yeah. And like, how many of these did they get printed? Right. And like, why? Yeah. Like I I was gonna do drugs, but I got this frog. It could help. I well, don't know. Some th- maybe like it's like putting. It, the- it did help in the sense of like remind, like you know, the world is a very fucking lonely place. Whenever you're just leaving a lockdown facility, I think you're well aware. Yeah. Uh, and reminding me that there were people somewhere in the world who knew me and you know thought I was all right. Yeah, I think now that you mention it, I may have gotten like cards. I wrote them. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you, man. I think I do remember that feeling of like, it's not homesickness because it's not like. Do you I remember was like, writing the cards? You definitely had to. Yeah, vaguely. I'm positive of that. Yeah, but that wasn't that meaningful for me. Because there was me. a guy who left at the same time as you that, like, every single card he would uh, write, keep on trucking and have, like, the Grateful <laughs> Dead, like, illustration. Oh, okay. And just fucking people didn't know. Like, not the Got skull it. thing, but, like, the leg guy, you know? The bear? Kind of the bear that's kind of dancing. I know what you're talking about. I actually just bought a uh, Chicago Bulls shirt with the bear on it. But uh, okay. uh, no, that's not what I'm... I'm not like the world's biggest Grateful Dead head. That's fine. Uh, really, I, I'm I'm not sure that I'm enough of one to own a shirt, but it was mainly about the Bulls and it looked like it was nice material. Yeah, yeah nothing wrong with it. I mean, like, uh, I enjoy the songs that I've heard. I like I like a lot of the songs. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll put on a live record yeah, yeah, from yeah. time to time. I'll put yeah. There's like a, I can get into a live album. Also, I can put on the essentials vibe out. Yeah, uh, smoke on the mountain, dude. I did uh, one of my parodies. I'm most proud of for the radio station job. We would occasionally do a little song parodies, dinner theater type uh, song cool. parody presentation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we did. Uh, I, I I reworked uh, "Touch of Gray" to talk about a coworker who went to a lot of music festivals. A fellow got a lot of good okay. natured jabs in. Is I that the one that's good. like, I will get back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, dude. Unless they're not, that's like their hit to okay. the extent that they have a hit. But yeah, that okay. song fucking, it's exceptional. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. Love that song. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, see, yeah, I'm like, I started saying I'm not a deadhead. I'm like, dude, I fuck with the dead heavy. <laughs> I mean, I think that, there but we're like we all know how much dedicated fans like there are people you know that like their, yeah, their yeah, life's yeah, work yeah. is studying it like it's the talmud and to be honest i find that distasteful for me that <laughs> seems much. fine well like i dude honestly i think my friendship with parker leaves a bad taste in my mouth for the whole like hippie festival like culture yeah. I blame it for as much as I blame Excel and Parker's own decisions. Like part of me is angry with him still. 
but I, I'm sure, sure he was enabled by the worst of the evil, like dirty hippie elements. Like, and you yeah. know, I love the good that hippie culture has to offer, but let's not act so. like there's all, there aren't dark sides. Well, it's a culture it's composed sides. by people. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Uh, but, I drove by the Maryland, uh, the Charles Manson house once. Yeah, me too. It's yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's yellow house. I last time I was there in Los Angeles. It's also the last time I my was my wife there. wanted to see it. But we couldn't see it. We yeah, could, like, the uh the streets closed, like you you know, it's blocked. Yeah, yeah. You could like drive by and see the, the block. You could see the fence, the the gate. It is dude. I felt be, like I could see see uh you could kind we, of like see down. We had put uh which we had put once upon a time in Hollywood on. Like the day before. Oh, okay. And so you definitely oh, yeah, you were out there a lot more recently. See the filming locate. You like you know yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. times where they're like driving up where they're going up the drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. you know I I guess maybe I didn't fucking see the walls of the house, but it felt to me like I was getting enough. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like I I, have I went a friend there who knows I saw the movie. It's yeah, sure, sure. But like seeing it, I was like, oh yeah, like I remember this shit yeah uh dude it's cool dude i was watching my favorite thing of, of course apple tv screensavers <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and the, the new hollywood one that they've got where it's like purple and like zooming in on the hollywood sign oh Have yeah, you seen yeah. That one? i think so i was just like dude i i mean really mind-blowing observation but i was just like dude hollywood is sick dude it's, I, so, I mean, it's sick. so fucking cool uh i don't know if this is gonna land with you in fact, I'm betting against, but I'm going to proceed anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my brother, uh, we were hanging out at the lake. It's great, the stuff that I find out exists on YouTube or whatever, just because my brother watches very different stuff than I do, but like yeah, there yeah. is some overlap, and I'm sure. like, oh, this is tight. Okay. Uh, so the guy that founded DC Shoes, his name's Ken Block. There's okay. two co-founders. One of them's Ken Block. Okay. And uh, is after, the other one from the guy from Robin Big? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I thought, I like thought a foreigner. he invented DC shoes until right now. It, well, there's two people, so well, maybe I thought the, the D was Deer Deck in <laughs> DC. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's I, true, but I could be yeah, wrong. I mean, I'm not an expert. Is, I'm not confident. But anyway, but so there's there's Ken Block, and okay. he sold DC shoes. Okay uh made a lot of money yeah, yeah and his like primary focus in life as best i understand it after that was like rally cars okay what are those that was his skateboarding is that like it's just you know like a certain kind of race car it's more oriented to i mean like you know they'll have rally races and he participates in rally races that are like uh outdoors like dirt track so this isn't a remote control thing this no is a guy he's in, in the, the car. car okay okay um so yeah I, I think that i think that the primary designation on rally is that it's dirt races oh what's up okay uh but he does these things called jim Connor. you ever heard the term jim Connor? no i would always heard it or not always but i as a child i had encountered it in terms of like uh horses like that uh, when i was a kid we had the big uh I, I I spent a week on horseback once as a child. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the the um, Philmont Scout Ranch in Cimarron, New Mexico. Wow. And uh, yeah, that was. 
I think that was summer before Excel. If not, it was the summer before that. Because it was, yeah, I think it was summer before Excel because there was, was a lot of fighting. My mom was along on the trip. Oh, shit. Okay. And, you know, so between her and like anyone else who scanned as an authority figure, yeah. we had some fucking beefs. You hit a uh, horse. It, it culminated. No, 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 no. I was nice to the horses. It culminated in, well, there was one day where we weren't really on the horses. The horses just got a break and we climbed to the top of the tallest mountain in Philmont. Okay. Uh, it's called Mount Baldy. Okay. And uh, you can figure out how that way it's above the tree line. So it looks like it's bald. Makes sense now that you Only time in my life I've been above the tree line, as far as I remember. Really? You ever been above a tree line? I strongly suspect that I have, but now that you've said you've only done it once, I'm like, what am I? What is the tree line? Certainly the only time I've hiked above a tree. Well, it's the line at which trees are. No, but I mean, what is the altitude? Oh, I don't have any fucking clue. I mean, I've been to the top of Mount Crested Butte in Colorado. That's probably the highest mountain I've been to. Okay. But we took a ski lift up almost all of it and then climbed just the rest. Okay. So I don't know if I can claim to have climbed that mountain, you know what I well, mean? Well, you know, I mean, we took a horse a good and, amount, like, you know, like of elevation. Yeah. We're well, at the foot I've of the definitely mountain. Been a, yeah, that's above the tree line for sure, because it was like, it was fucked up. Like, I'm actually kind of a, I'm going to tell him, I, I'm, I was a bitch, dude. I, bit, I didn't bitch out, like, I almost passed out, because the altitude was high. It was like our second day in Colorado. And my brother, I was with my wife, girlfriend at the time, uh, but her brother was with us uh, and he's like a freak. Like he's really athletic. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he just like monkey styled up, like once we got close to the peak and I was like trying to just keep up. And it's like, literally, I think, I mean, I know it was just another hiker that left it, but it was like God left it. like. There was just one like little igloo thermos, like just randomly sitting there full of water. Mm. And I'm like, I think I would have died like if that hadn't been there. It was crazy. Like I was like seeing spots and stuff. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> well, I was, yeah. I was 14. I was in the peak of my physical condition. Yeah, yeah. Within nice. a couple of years of my greatest athletic achievement, swimming a full mile. Okay. Uh, Damn. It Wait, may, how, maybe Mount Baldy's the top achievement. Certainly nothing after fucking. Okay, <laughs> I stopped being a teenager. Um, but how so, many laps is a mile? Sorry. Well, I mean, it depends, obviously. On, yeah, I know, but like uh, Olympic style. It was just in a lake. Okay. okay it wasn't okay. like out and back or anything. It how was many laps. meters is a mile? I don't know. Okay. Why are you asking? Yeah, I'm you want me to you expect that I know the number for the tree line and, <laughs> and meters in a mile? Who do you think you're talking to? I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm is not it a, a mentat? Is it, yeah, exactly. Dude, you know how we talked about, I may have actually mentioned this before, but uh, I love that. Like when Dune came out, they had Mentat like as the memes. Yeah, love the Mentat and, memes. And uh, it reminded me, I've definitely talked about this guy on the podcast, the guy, the summer camp counselor that I knew that like knew all of the ages of consent. Yes, like, yeah. He was like a Mentat for yeah, age yeah, of consent. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, speaking of Iron <laughs> Rand guys, like, because it was like, it's like somebody's like, what's the age of consent laws, you know, in these states? And then it's like libertarians. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's the yeah. Mentat, like with his eyes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we get to the top of Mount Baldy. The ascending involved it was switchbacks the whole way. Okay, where you know you're you're not going up 
straight up the mountain. You're going yeah, yeah. side to side and getting just progressively higher. And uh, coming back, I was like, giant fucking waste of time. The I'm just tracks. going down. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just fucking going down. Like, yeah, let's yeah. just go down. Yeah. And believe it or not, they were had been emphatic uh, beforehand that we ought to stay on the trails. Yeah, yeah. And they were really <laughs> upset that I decided not to take that bit of advice. There was a good period. I mean, just, you know, from yeah, dude. me going off the doing? trail, uh, you know, it took an hour or two to get back. And God damn it, During dude. that time, they were, you know, like launching a search party. It's not great. Uh, you know, they, yeah, they, they, they were upset. I understand, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You should be, dude. Uh, that's unacceptable. Uh, well, you know, it's, that's it not what Mount Baldy's about. Dude. I mean, you know, I'm not inclined to let anyone else off the hook for the choices that they have made to created that situation, but I will take responsibility for my part in it. I'm proud of you. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was the time they were the most mad at me. But there's a lot of small ones in between. Okay. Then okay. There. But uh, damn, it was. I I've never been a horseman myself. I I respect the animals. They're majestic and beautiful. But I suspect that if I tried to do too much right now, I would probably be real fucking sore real quick. Oh my god! Yeah. But that's too bad because it was great. I would love to do it again. It was, I mean, I, I don't think, I, I I guess I wouldn't die like if I tried to do you another week-long horse die. trek. A week might be ambitious at first. But I mean, like, Maybe you know. Maybe like a Saturday. Like my mom did it, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Do you like one? Saying. Uh, she did the whole week. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like she'd been like training for it. I was with her. I know how she lives. Yeah. But she's probably better shape than I am now. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I've had a cyst on my tailbone. It's been a long time, but I don't want to aggravate it. No, who would? Know? So I think I'm off horses for life. But yeah, so at the end of the week, they had us do a Gymkhana, which was the clear highlight of the week. It was so fucking dope. Because uh, it was the only time that you're not, we weren't trail riding. It's the only time in my life that I've been on a horse that was doing the most that that horse could do. Damn. And it's whatever, you know, like, I assume you have some horse experience. Some, but and not, not I like certainly that. had some, and I I assumed that I knew what a horse was like. But then I even did when they that, start to go fast, I, I remember like that's the closest I've gotten is like they started to go fast and just being like, oh yeah, no, it's like riding dirt bikes. Like I mean, it's wilder than that. Though. This bad boy was sprinting Oof, as much yeah, as he yeah, could do, yeah. top speed. That's oh, gotta be something else. Fun. Yeah, that's gotta be something uh, else. But yeah, you, you know, you run around some barrels. Might even Woo! do a jump, one jump. Okay. L little jump. Okay. Uh, but they call that a Gymkhana. Okay, okay. And so this guy, Ken Block, he gets these rally cars. Okay. And he does Gymkhanas like uh, in the rally up. car. Can't skateboard forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely a, now this is what I'm going to do. Now that Come I'm in terms with that myself. Yeah, so maybe you should get into rally cars. I got scammed off. I bought an Instagram rally car. No, like a learn how to skateboard like device. And that was, it's for children. It's small as if it's for a seven year old, <laughs> uh, which I didn't quite realize. But I think that's like the sign. I think it's over. Okay. I know I've said it before. You but have. So I'm not inclined to believe this one. Yeah. And I still own the skateboard for there sure. There you go. But I don't know if I told you this, like, uh, 
you know, we talk about listening to our intuition. Mm-hmm. I was going to go skate like uh, the other day. And I was like getting ready to go like put different clothes on. And I just got a vision of like, or like a felt vision. Like it was like a pre-cog, it was like a fully like experiencing this future. I felt myself slipping out from under, like I was wearing exactly what I thought I was going to go put on. And I felt myself like a skateboard slipping out from under my feet and like falling about to hit my head Mm. and then saw myself like from above like bleeding out from my head. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to the skate park. Okay. Like, we're done. And I didn't go. And I was like, that's progress. Like, that is progress. I'm, that, right or wrong, I could have just been an anxiety attack, you know? But I think it's important to listen to that kind of stuff when it, when it feels like that. But yeah, so he's got, I don't know, 10 of these Gymkhanas at this point. They're all on YouTube. Okay. If you search Ken Block Gymkhana, How do you you'll spell see this him. phrase you're saying? Uh... Don't ask me that. <laughs> is that another tree line question? Yeah. <laughs> it's a G I M. Okay. Type in Ken Block G I, you'll get it. That's okay, what okay, I did. okay. G I so it's like an Italian word, it sounds like. I think it's Native American. Okay. okay. But I could be wrong about that. It sounded like you were saying like Jin Kana, like you know, the he's I'm, like mixed up in the JFK. So. The way that uh, it's spelled in the Ken Block thing, I think that Jim Kana is correct, but it was always Jimmy Kana whenever it was at the Scout Ranch. Like Hickama. Jimmy Kana, Jim, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Kana, Hickama. Yeah, Kana, I don't know. Um, but uh, Saturday night, uh, at, you know, after a, a wonderful day, having a great time. Uh, me and George threw on one of the Jim Connors. I remember that they okay. existed. I'd forgotten that they existed. I was like, "Hey, dude, I just remember about this thing. You're gonna love it." And he was, yeah, he was into it. He likes Jim Connor stuff. Okay. And uh, it was. I don't. You can I don't, tell just by the hats he wears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think that all of them are in LA. I think that they're around the world. I think that's part of the whole deal. Yeah. About them yeah, is yeah, that yeah, like yeah. you know we're we're gonna fucking take Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. I bet that's uh, awesome. But this one was the L.A. one, and it's ten minutes of the sickest shit, and then the last thing is he's fucking rally carring the fuck out of the San Gabriel Mountains. This is San Gabriel, right? It's the big mountain range that separates. Sounds right. L.A. and the valley. Now that you're asking me, I don't but, know. So they're fucking, you know, he's up in, in the hills and okay. uh, just just going, just going so hard. And uh, the shot just starts to pull out. And he's just fucking doing this shit, like, on the top of the Hollywood sign. <laughs> that's <laughs> so sick. Oh, that's awesome. That's, like, the coolest thing ever, dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. the guys who are doing it are, like, you know, I... If I spent the rest of my life trying to figure it out, then like maybe I could get to like the level where they already are. But God damn, do I wish I could be involved in the making of one of those? Yeah, like it's not, it's definitely not actually a thing I want to do, but I do. It is cool. Like I, I can't fucking support my family, <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to do it, but I do. I I want to do whatever it takes to be a fucking I think, guy who can film the Jim Connor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, man. Maybe one of your boys. That you show enough YouTube videos to somebody. I'm trying. 
I'm yeah. showing a lot of YouTube videos to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had something I was going to ask you. That's my story about that. Okay. I mean, I have I had a topic that's not any of these. These are just everything that's been said to this point is just kind of this is the warm up stuff that popped up. But I did have one thing I did want to come in and talk about. Okay. Um, because I yeah I think it's a, a topic that you're going to be uh, have much to say. I'm excited. Um, so we were talking on it's just banter about uh, Jerry Jones. His uh, he, a woman alleged in a lawsuit that she's uh, a child of uh, him and a woman that he cheated on his wife with. Have you seen this story? You know about this, Kev? Uh, Kev? Jay Leno. The uh, Kevin oh, Eubanks. Okay, 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 yeah, you yeah, seen yeah, this, yeah, Kev? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think I listened to that. It's just meant Okay. That's where I get most of my news about that stuff. Okay, good, good, good. That I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were, we were talking about it, and uh, the Jake was Jake is the woman and her daughter, the uh, mistress, who's the mother of the illegitimate child. Are we allowed to say that anymore? Mistress? No, illegitimate child. I don't like it. it seems it seems mean to the child. Yeah, I don't like any of it, but I understand that it's he's not married to the mother, I guess you would say. It seems it worse was. to call them a bastard. For sure. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what's the good way. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Like out of wedlock, anything. Uh, unacknowledged, maybe, I would say. Well, the unacknowledged child. A case child. of unacknowledged paternity. The unacknowledged Put child. Put the onus on him, not the child, I would say. That sounds it's right. It's a case of unacknowledged paternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> The mother of the unacknowledged child and the unacknowledged child were on a reality series. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Rich Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jake was telling... Jake, uh, like the story broke. I don't know. I mean, he had some advanced knowledge of it because the way it came out was it's been sealed now, but for a brief moment, it was not sealed. It was in the court system. Right, someone pulled it and sent it to him or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And other people also saw it. It's not like it was just him or whatever, but... Oh, okay, okay. I kind of got the impression he had it, like, early, early. Yeah. Like... Uh, no, he, he got it well, but, like, you know, he he told me about it 24 hours before the news broke. That's pretty wild. It was great. That's got to be pretty wild. It's an that. awesome feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've known that, like, with, like, a lawsuit-related article will be mm -hmm. on page 37 of, like, section four <laughs> and been like, ooh, I can't wait to read that. So, like, something like this, I can't even imagine. But uh, I he, he did, like, you know, like, call up other people like cowboys media okay to be like you know what what's going on and they already had it yeah, whenever yeah, he okay, called okay, them okay, they already okay, had okay. it okay so like and you know that those makes sense were people that were more involved in the breaking of the story to the public you know so uh, yeah um but uh he so the story breaks at probably like 4 30 and he's got a show the next day at noon Okay. And by that time, between he and Dan, they split them up. They'd watch the whole season of the the reality show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Just good achievement. On I their admire part. it. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, the woman's mother, it's pretty clear from the show, is a problematic alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a mess. 
All right. And there's even, I think that someone, like, Jake heard from some people that were like, yeah, we know her. You know, she is a sweet woman, you know? Okay. I love, I love alcoholic women where people, like, are like, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the best kind. Her, her kids got to make herself their lunch every morning before going to school because she's still kind of sleeping it off. But, like, uh, you know, she, she's a nice lady. <laughs> okay okay i don't know if that ever happened you know i'm just i'm painting a pic i'm I'm sharing the picture that's been painted in my head yeah 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 Uh, whether it's accurate or not who knows um but so when we were discussing this woman i you know was taking a viewpoint that i think is you know partially inspired by my conversations with you certainly and one that i definitely do apply in this podcast pretty frequently and in life in general of that i i felt like it it sucks for her you know like yeah it sucks for the woman the 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 mother alcoholic mother and like obviously it sucks for the child to grow up without a functioning parent yeah yeah, yeah, Um, for sure like but yeah that that, i think i think you could get a hundred percent agreement on that from me? From everyone. Yeah. Oh, about the child? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. But like, I would say uh, for the mother, too. I mean, because it's like, if you're drinking to the point that your life sucks, it's because your life without alcohol sucks worse. Like, exactly. it's a suboptimal solution to an even worse life. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. should feel bad. That's that's exactly, you know, what I was, what I was getting at. And someone, uh, uh, you know, a frequent listener to the podcast... I don't know if he wants his name attached, uh, so I try to be. Yeah, I figure like the safe thing is to to not do it, right? Yeah. Um, I th- I think you'd be okay with it, but I don't know. I didn't ask permission, so you don't whatever. want to insult somebody by not giving them the shout out. That's right. But erring on the side of caution, I I think they'll understand. Probably overly cautious, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know, he wasn't like uh, he seemed to approach me in a spirit of uh, legitimate curiosity. You know, it's not like he was like way off. Okay. You know, okay. it was like he's just basically saying like you know, he's listened to Life Skills, listen to IJB, and he said that he'd never like heard us talk at length about like that kind of mentality, like where my sympathy for the mother comes from. Huh. Okay. And yeah, I mean, you fucking you know summed it up pretty neatly just now. But I, the, what I kind of came up with, I took a lot of words to figure out what I'm uh, interested how I felt about it. But where I landed at the end of them, the like it, I you know like how like like how it works a lot of times of like after typing out a thousand words on the text message on my phone, yeah, yeah. I could sum it up in one sentence at the end. Yeah, yeah, you dude, know? That's what we're, and yeah. It was, and it was yeah. basically just like uh, fucking, I have sympathy for the victims and I have an expansive definition of who the victims are. Yeah, I think that's good, man. I like writing a long thing and then landing on like one sentence. Yeah. That's like what writing is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's right. I mean... It's also easy. I I don't know when somebody's old, and especially when you have, somebody has a vulnerable person who suffered in their care. Of course, like, it's always easy to just focus on that. Which if you know, and I, if you have to focus, that's where it should be. But it's like she was once in somebody's care. Yeah, for sure. Um, and she didn't end up this way because yeah, yeah. they did a good job. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the archetypal example. I mean, like it's either my parents or JJ. I guess. <laughs> but like you know, I I felt like one of the real, you know, I 
just like the psychedelic experiences that we had, I, I, I know we talked about it some. I don't know how much. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot, I guess. Um, but it was one of those that, you know, just whatever you're in the middle of a, a psychedelic experience, there's like things that just like lock very firmly into place, like pretty quickly, like just big yeah, epiphanies. For sure. mm-hmm. It's great. Um, and, you know, I, I just remember like suddenly seeing like and it, just the, the force of like stuff like that. It, it makes it seem like it always should have been obvious because it's such a big idea. Like, how could you miss it? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I didn't really think about it in this fashion and I've expressed this thought plenty of times on this podcast. I mean, fuck dude, I might've started the podcast just to express this thought, but just the fucking, you know, just seeing JJ as, as much of a victim as she was, Yeah, you know, that yeah. she, she had parents that fucking <coughs> certainly didn't have the tool. Like, uh, of course you've listened to, uh, the most recent weekend album. No, no. Mm-mm. What are we? I don't listen to music like that. Uh, kind of like, what does that mean? I'm not accepting I, any part of. I this listen as to an music answer. in the category of the weekend. Like I listen to the weekend and music like the weekend. That's not what I'm saying. I You've do. heard plenty of the weekend. I music. like the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I rarely listen to new releases like that. Like, uh, see, I feel that like broadly, like there's it's plenty of times uh all like the album that everyone was talking about i'm like i'll just catch up with that five years from now and then i do yeah 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 so like Starboy, the weekend album i uh-huh. caught that uh right when it came out and i just like the weekend like so much it's impossible for me to imagine him having music available that i don't listen to yeah i mean it's good man i do like it when i listen to it. i didn't love the save your tears as a single like i liked it oh uh, i think it's perfect no, I Might do. I like it a lot. On the full fucking album. Wait, what? I think it's the best song on the album. Yeah, I mean, it just like it didn't grab me the way I don't know, man. The other thing I think is, um, I ironically think smoking cannabis all the time makes it harder to get into new music. That's definitely true. Yeah, it makes it harder to get into new anything. Yeah, I think that's right. Sometimes, sometimes though, I can't start watching a movie unless I'm smoking weed. Like it's just it's hard for me to like. Yeah, you, you are right about. <laughs> but I, it also does make it. I don't know. It like it goes both ways. That's it what I'm it depends yeah. how high I am, honestly. Like if there's a certain point where like I'm too high to watch a new thing, I'm not gonna be able to follow it. Like I'm just fucking drooling, so I'm like put on the same shit I've seen. But other times yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like a little bit high. And so it feels like my mind's a little more open to like take in the new things and like, you know, experience them a little. It's more enjoyable than if I saw them sober and I'm like, I feel like I'd be cheating myself if I watched this sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it varies. Dude, I've been doing a lot of research. I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) I don't know why I keep doing this, but I do trust my instincts, you know, follow your interests. But I've been like obsessed with what cannabis does to your brain. Hmm. Like, uh, is it good? Yeah, I think so. Good, (laughs) great news. (laughs) I mean, there are downsides for sure. I've Uh, noticed that. There's definitely like a pretty compelling study I read this morning. People seem to think like they're all there. There's a trend where they're grouping like. Is it dopamine? Is it fucking serotonin? Is it GABA? Is it, those are like the big ones. 
And it's like they all seem to cluster, at least in part, under the like 5-HT2A receptor, which is like a, a serotonin center. Um, and so there's like, they've done all these studies where they like dosed rats and stuff and then they like kill them after three months and they compare them to the rats that didn't, you know, their brains to see like the various levels of chemicals. Because it's like, I think about it too, like with the coffee and the spice in Dune, where it's like, it'll turn to your eyes blue. You can't go back. Like once, like, it's like, you'll be like kind of withdrawing from it for the rest of your life once you like become dependent on it. And it's like, I think coffee is kind of like that. Uh, and cannabis might be too. So then it's like, should, is it worth it nonetheless, like for certain people? And I think about like Winston Churchill said about alcohol, you gotta, we must take more from alcohol than it takes from us. Uh, and I feel like that with, with cannabis. Uh, but like, so this morning I'm like reading all this stuff and I found this study that like did all that rat shit, but with uh, caffeine and cannabis. Mm -hmm. And literally like the abstract is like, caffeine is, is good. Like cannabis has these effects. It's like, what happens if we put them together? And then like, it didn't quite, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but like the abstract is basically like, it's fucking sick as fuck and they're both better. Like, it's awesome as hell to combine caffeine and THC. And I was just like, this is the, like, I now know, like we were talking before we started recording. I really thought it was going to go the other way. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't trust the studies where they're like, it's healthy to do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, because <clears throat> I was so pumped reading the study that's like, no, dude, the only thing cooler than smoking weed is, and like drinking coffee is doing them together. So anyway. See, I like whenever I started uh, smoking weed and I was uh, found it hard, you know, like I'd overshoot the mark a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd I'd be like, this was a waste, you know, like I and especially then I was like really strict with myself about how often I was going to do it. So it'd be like, this is the one time a quarter that I'm going to allow myself to use okay, marijuana because okay. you know I was worried about becoming an addict. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so I was like, and I'm just fucking went to bed after 20 minutes. Uh, like I don't like that at all, and yeah, so yeah. I, I, my big idea was like I don't normally drink coffee, but I'll try it okay, so that I yeah. can have a little bit of sharpness back and like balance these things. Yeah, I didn't find that to be useful at all. I'll get like, the heart rate up. Coffee and... still tastes like shit. It's not having the effects that I would that envisioned. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it may be a thing where you have to train yourself to do it. Uh. The other thing is like they will, you will develop more receptors for both as you do it over and over again, which is like the mechanism for tolerance, but also it can be the mechanism for like a, a rewiring. So this is very concerning for me, but like uh, that 5-HT2A receptor. I feel great about not having coffee integrated into my life. I don't plan to change that. I, I hear you, but I do think it, it makes me... It's like the Winston Churchill. I think I'm satisfying the Winston Churchill formula generally with it. I got to take breaks, though. I'm about to do a hard wean, I think. I think that just about everything, like, uh, you know, just whenever you do stuff a lot, at a certain point, it just, it's not doing much for you. 
And I feel like I've just been able to skip the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think definitely it's like once you get into the category of you are kind of medicating your own withdrawal, like when you're doing it every day, which is what it is, like for sure. Then it's like once you've medicated your withdrawal, are you above the baseline where you would normally be uh, without it? You know, and I think with caffeine, the answer is yes. And with weed, it's like sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, but that's what I'm saying, dude. The other study I read found a pretty compelling pathway, they said, for if you start smoking weed early, that 5-HT2A receptor, the like serotonin cluster, uh, gets jacked up in your prefrontal cortex. And that appears to be the mechanism for like uh, adolescent cannabis use to psychosis pathway. Uh, and I was reading, dude, this is hilarious. They studied Ozzy Osbourne and cause he has all kinds of mutations in his brain that like he processes alcohol way faster. Uh, he has a mutation and this is the one I think they're the same. He's like two times as likely this mutation makes you two times as likely to have like psychosis, like mild psychosis slash schizophrenia like symptoms from smoking weed like your experiences with weed more closely resemble schizophrenia which made me think about you know how we were talking about like weed gets more psychedelic like depending in different contexts i was like oh that's interesting uh because it all does seem related to this cluster and then i'm like huh as the guy who like got you know <laughs> had some interesting experiences with serotonin medication at the same age i wonder about it but what can you do? Also, that receptor is overactive in borderline personality people. Mm. So I don't know, man. It, it may also be the case that it's like it does different stuff for different people. So like for some people, like a Ritalin every day just helps them like quiet down, you know, whereas a, I don't even know what it would do. If I did, what, you ever done it? No. I haven't either. Not like that. And there was a, like, within the last year, I've wondered if I should take something to help with focus because it's not there. Uh, but I think that I don't. I think that it would just be the same thing. I think about it the same way that I think about coffee of, like, in the short term, it would solve the problem, but it would make it so, like... You know, your brain has its own things to accomplish these goals. Like the, your brain has ability to wake you up in the morning and get you going and, you know, give you some energy. And whenever you're giving it the consistent message, hey, don't worry about it. I'll just do it through this other stuff. Then it, you know, relaxes that response. And then, you know, whenever you're not doing it for it, it's bad. So like you just are stuck on this treadmill and I don't know, I don't. I like, yeah. I'm on it with weed and it's manageable at this point. It's nice, but like, I, I don't want to like, just be fucking fighting that battle, that same one across like, you know, a wide variety of substances, just trying to get like my dosage exactly right. That sounds exhausting. That's not how I want to live. So yeah, that's uh, why I don't mess with any medications except for caffeine and weed. Yeah, because it's like the that balance alone seems good enough for me, but it's enough like to manage it. I can't imagine having to involve a doctor. 
Yeah. If I imagine being like, can I have three cups of coffee today? Well, the I mean, all that stuff nowadays, you're technically involving a doctor. I don't think you have to worry about it too much, bud. Yeah, I don't know. I have no interest. I get served ads on Instagram constantly telling me I can have as much ADHD medication as I, I want. I mean, and I, I don't think they're lying. I do think there's a thing like your brain can change in your life. Like your grandparents obviously have a different ability to focus you know, than you do. I mean, I have a different ability to focus than I did fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's like maybe Ritalin or Adderall or whatever would help you. Like it would not be inappropriate, but... I think it would definitely help for a time. Yeah, it's that for a time, man. Yeah. It's like you better make lifestyle changes during that window of plasticity that it gives you. I'm like, what are those going to be? It's like waking up to the stuff you should have been doing anyway, like journaling, meditating to get your focus up. Like, uh, I mean, that's the natural shit, going for a walk. Uh, Because you really can't just sit in a room and focus on something for 16 hours a day unless you're autistic. And if if that's the case, you already know, like if you're Mm hyper-focusing. And there, I actually, as someone who does that, I will use drugs like to make myself better able to do that that's what i'm saying like this morning yeah i can hyper focus but not on work no yeah exactly you know like, what i mean like do you think i can I only do it whenever it's something morning? that like i'm independently interested in yeah yeah like i knew this morning i didn't have to watch my kid uh and i was just like i'm gonna while out dude i'm reading all these studies man let me just have like four coffees right now so i can max out like my attention yeah. for this window that i have but uh, I asked about the uh, the weekend thing because there's a oh, yeah. track on there uh, that it's. Uh, I think that Quincy Jones is involved in the production of that okay, and okay. the song after that. Um, but it's also uh, one one of uh, George knows like the guy that's like playing the synth or whatever on it. Oh yeah, he did like two. I think I think he did three songs for what? this album. Cool. Like he was lightly involved, or maybe heavily involved. I don't know. Playing synths on. Any weekend songs is awesome, man. I have What's to imagine. Do you know the guy's name? Uh, I mean, yeah, he certainly said it whenever it came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think That's we've been talking happening. about memory. Yeah, true, true, true. I can't true. remember, though. Sorry, just, you know, um, session musicians is one of my autistic hyper, you know, special interests. Really? I love, yeah, I like knowing, like, the personnel on music. Like, I like to read the credits, yeah. It's I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh... The guy who, uh, it was exciting to me that the guy who, I can't remember, I don't know exactly how to say his band's name because it's like, it's like some weird word, but the guy's name is like. The Point Never? Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of Thrix's Point Never? Exactly. I was pumped when like he started showing up on yeah. the weekend track yeah, listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jordan's friend has some crossover involvement with them yeah i think, yeah, that, yeah. I think that that guy's also on these you can songs tell that the weekend's like a, a music head absolutely you know? like, yeah 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 i, like I mean it. the fact that it's that and i mean i think max martin's on a lot of these right like i yeah, he's dude. got a max writing credit on rules too dude yeah but it's not like he was all of i mean i think it's just after hours is when he started working with the weekend i think oh really i, I think. think he might who did i can't feel my face is that the other guy uh that's a great question i'll look it up i i don't believe if 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 that is uh awesome x martin that'll be a shock to me in the reconfiguring of uh my understanding of it but um there's a song with quincy like that you know he's quincy jones i think involved in the production but it's just him talking 
Okay. The song's called Quincy. It's just like they're playing some cool ass fucking synths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, under him, just kind of like giving some reflections. It's dope. You're gonna love it. Okay. Uh, but he's saying I just. It's what I think about whenever I think about Jamie. Now, is he's like, how is I gonna raise my kids? No one taught me. Yeah, I was yeah. never taught how to do any of this stuff. He tells a story. You know, my fucking mom was taken out of my house in a straight jacket when I was eight. God damn. To fucking take her off because she was fucking. Uh, it's some kind of like he has. He knows like the medical. It's just. A certain kind of schizophrenia or something shit uh yeah yeah and it's like yeah dude that that's how i feel about every, like that's how i feel about everyone who's ever had a flaw like if someone had taught them a better way of doing this they wouldn't be doing it this way yeah yeah. no definitely. one ever taught them and isn't that a fucking tragedy and shouldn't we feel sympathy for them as a result of that yeah i think so exactly that's why i feel like dude i don't know man i don't really know a lot about this lady's lawsuit but it seems to me that at the bottom of it, she's just like, I don't want to be ashamed of who I am and like how I came to be in this world. Uh, and I don't want my dad to be ashamed of me. Like, I don't want to be a source of shame and I shouldn't be. Like, yeah, I, I don't uh, yet understand uh, you know, yeah, the lawsuit yeah. well enough, but I, I think that makes her, sense. But yeah, like, I saw some headlines. She says she doesn't want money. Like, is that true? Uh, surely that's not true. Like, she was, she is seeking money. I like the way that I don't understand the lawsuit perfectly yet. I I think that she she wants some kind of official legal rec recognition of paternity. Yeah, and I you know like in that before the story got published thing and I I want to be clear it wasn't like from Jake it wasn't Jake's you know idea or whatever yeah yeah uh but it was like the understanding everyone had while pursuing this story was that she was like intending to get like a piece of the ownership stake okay yeah I'm not saying that's not true I did see a headline to the opposite effect but, but I I, didn't I was confused article. I mean do I mean, of course if you're bringing the suit then you would say that right. I don't know, man. No, no. It depends. Like, but just I, I, it might depend on what she actually wants. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that the thing that she's formally requesting at this juncture is legal recognition of paternity. But like, I don't think that there's an automatic mechanism to money from there. Like, it's not like your dad's allowed to cut you out of his will if he wants, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a legal recognition of paternity can certainly be the first step i think and then being like and what that means in this case is you owe me money like uh and i also strongly suspect without having read the complaint that the complaint technically does ask for money because like there's almost always like legalese at the bottom that will be like and we ask for all just and reasonable you know restitution to which we may be you know what i mean like just the gibberish that is just like anything we're entitled to we want by the way damn you know dude I, mean? I don't even know what to believe anymore what max martin is a songwriter and can't feel my face there we go okay <laughs> i feel it's even recorded in fucking stockholm dude i don't feel super vindicated i didn't feel strongly about that one that wasn't like a, a thing i felt I, knew. I just don't know anything about my favorite artists I i'm a sham in every way i like max martin like i i respect him as a craftsman i heard that of course whatever he writes like he actually he 
he when he sends it over he sends a demo so it's him singing you know like the katie perry song or whatever which is pretty funny to think I'd about. I'd love to hear those. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it's all party. I mean, I don't know if you wrote We Can't Stop, but, you know, like something like that. That's great. I think actually Brandon Wardell has like a related bit about that, but I didn't realize they were actually singing on the demo. But he had some bit on comedy, like one of those Comedy Central clips that was like uh, laughing at all the teenage songs are just like a 50-year-old man upset about his ex-wife. <laughs> you know, which is kind of, it is kind of funny to think about. Um, man, I had a great follow up point. It's so, the weekend, no. something. No, it wasn't related to the weekend. The lawsuit. Nope. Uh, no, you can just talk about whatever you're going to talk about. All right. Let me see. I was also thinking the other day, I was just kind of pacing around oh, my backyard. Reference tracks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, there's a clip going around after the Super Bowl about Jay-Z talking about the reference track he made for Still Dre. Oh, really? Uh, did you know? I didn't know he wrote that. I think I've heard that at one point or another. But, but someone, there's like, I think it was the LeBron James Barbershop show. Okay. Where like Jay-Z was a guest on the show. Okay. And LeBron's asking about like, you know, what was it like? Uh-huh. And they were... They were saying like it was. Wouldn't it have been difficult to write like? Or I think it was just started with. Is it difficult to write in someone else's voice? Uh huh. Which you know, obviously some people could do it, but like it does seem like a particular skill, right? Yeah, I think so. But uh, they were then because they were like, "How do you sound like Dre?" You know, like how did you write something that sounds like Dre? And Jay like, "Fuck, dude, I did both of them." <laughs> like he he's, he wrote Snoop's part too. Oh damn. And uh, he said, Snoop would, I think, be easier. Like, everyone kind of knows what Snoop sounds You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can get in the pocket. Writing one song with two different verses, the, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I don't impressive. think I could write Still Drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could, we should stop podcasting. Yeah. But uh, he, he said he sent a reference track where, like, he was imitating both of them. That's funny. Like, that he would do Dre's part, like, but it's him the whole time. I'd yeah, love to yeah. hear that. Yeah, I've heard an Eminem one where he's kind of like it's a reference track for Dre. Yeah, and it's Eminem being like, "They see that low rider." Like you know, it is. It's kind of weird to That's hear. Tight. I recently learned from Success Movie Rewind research that Chris Farley was going to be the voice of Shrek. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah. Of Shrek. Yeah, there's like footage online of him doing. They did like seventy five percent of the movie. No way. Yeah, I think he died like while they were doing it. Who? Chris Farley. Okay. Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> Shrek was not supposed to be Scottish. They And they uh, recorded Mike Myers in regular accent for a lot of it. But and then, then they he, said redo the whole thing in Scottish? Yeah. He said, Mike Myers insisted uh -huh. that it had to be Scottish. And I think it was a, like a point of controversy. Like that was the beginning, I think, of like Mike Myers is difficult. Like, uh, you know, have you heard that? I've not heard that Mike Myers is difficult. I've heard that. Like, you can go on YouTube and be like, why don't people like Mike Myers videos? I bet will come up. Have you seen those videos? Like, why do people stop hiring, you know, blank actor? It's terrible. They're always those. fucking like. <laughs> yeah, they're always dumb. In the end, we will never know. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like half the time the people are being hired still, you know? Like, they're still famous yeah. people. I saw uh, there was one 
that I I shouldn't have done it, but I did take the time to watch some of it where it was like, uh, you know, why is the weekend in hiding? And it's like... <laughs> he's always been reclusive. It's hard to say, but I think <laughs> that it just seems like he's kind of a private person. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I, dude. That is like one of my favorite things about him is he does kind of put it all into the art. Like it's like you really only know like whatever the image has been in connection with the music that you can't, you have to be like, even as you say that, you're like, no, but come on, you know, he likes to party. And you're like, do you? You know, that's just kind of like what it's always been about. I do. I mean, I do kind of think like those first albums probably pretty closely describe the glamorized version of his life, I think. Um, the One of the really special people that I met in Las Vegas last time I was there was telling me that... Uh, Selena Gomez broke up with him because he did too much drugs. Interesting. So it means that he does party. It also means that he's pretty cool. It sounds like he's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, Selena Gomez seems pretty cool, though. I mean, not if she's breaking up with people because they do drugs. Girls love to break up with you for doing too much drugs. Not the cool ones. No, the especially the cool ones. No. Because they just have to. They can't sit by and watch you kill yourself anymore. They love you too much. I'm not dead. But you fuck on the sly, you know, down low for the next few years, you know. She she still cares about you, but she just can't stand this anymore. And her new boyfriend doesn't understand. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. Least, I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying the trope, mm -hmm. you know. Not me, dude. I don't do drugs enough to get broken up with over that. I'm just a jerk. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> um you think you were starting to talk about outside backyard oh all i was saying was i was thinking like uh telling your story was a good convention of 12-step culture and excel that i think it's good like to normalize being like you should have like a walking around narrative of how you came to be who you are you should sure. always like you know be welcome you know welcome revising it and be thinking about it and the past is going to continually surface in new ways so i'm not saying you should lock into it but it's a super use i only told my story once at excel but it is you only told it once yeah yeah when was it was i there I don't remember. It was in a small group. Like it was in okay. the dorm, in the shoebox dorm, as you call it, which I like. Uh, that's what you call it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, it was like a small group because it was around when I was leaving. So they were like, if you haven't told your story, like, I think we had like the senior boys separate life skills a lot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it might have been that. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it's like, uh, no one ever like tells you you have to do that. So unless you you're like therapist is like I think this should this would be useful, or you're like very creatively inclined, you know, or like writing inclined. Almost no one is like coming up with their life story. But yeah, that's why I was saying like everyone in AA eventually kind of has to tell their story. My uh, I think it's good. My grandmother wrote down her life story. I think that's cool, man. You know, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, mm -hmm. he did that. I read about it in an interview, and he said he doesn't think anyone should. And I was like, come on, man. Easy for, you've done it, so don't pull the ladder up from underneath you. Like, I think everybody should. I'm much more. He I, didn't publish it? No, definitely not. Dude, Rivers Cuomo had a fucked up life, I think. Like, uh, 
I've gotten that impression. Yeah, I think a lot like, of pedophiles have. Rivers Cuomo is a pedophile. Have you not heard across the sea? Yeah, but that's still a little different, dude. She was fourteen, dude. Four? Does he say that in? The, no, you are eighteen-year-old girl. Yeah, but he gave interviews where he admitted that uh, he knew that the fucking actual person was fourteen. Well, and he knows his behavior is wrong, so he's cleaning it up in the fucking song. Damn. I got to say, I can't get behind that behavior. Um, and I do think there's something, I don't know what his background is, but there is definitely something to where like, if you have sexual trauma, you can have like an OCD kind of variety of intrusive thoughts where I like, just because you think like, uh, oh, that 14 year old's hot doesn't mean like you have to identify as a pedophile, mm -hmm. but this doesn't sound exactly like that. Since he wrote a song about it. Yeah, I mean, so, it's better uh, than acting on it, which we have no evidence Yeah, he's the done. song's not about acting on it either. Uh, like, yeah, it's closer than I'd like. He's fucking sniffing and licking, dude. Yeah, that's true, dude. I bet he did do that, too. Why would you write you about know. it if you didn't? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is after the Blue Album when he is tired of having sex with regular women, as the first track of Pinkerton tells us. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I think, well, you know, one and of his legs was- he had like was, a, a no-fap year, right? Or yeah, longer yeah, than yeah. that, like yeah, a long yeah, yeah. period of time. And, well, I think like, uh, yeah, I think he's like kind of crazy, man. I mean, like, yeah. uh, I think he dropped out of Harvard and like just like lived under the freeway. Like not like slept under a freeway, but like mm -hmm. had a shitty like one bedroom apartment. Uh, but like- um, also, dude, one of his legs was like seven inches shorter than the other. Seven? Yeah, like when he grew up, like when he was a kid. So that alone will fuck you up. Yeah. Like you're, you're toast. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? I do. <clears throat> and I think he grew up in like a Buddhist, like not a monastery, but like a, yeah, a yeah, meditation yeah. center or some shit. Yeah, you know, so uh, Sufjan had a similar. Yeah, Are you Sufjan head? Shit. Uh, I like went through a phase where I got really into whatever was out at the time, but then I never really. I think we talked it. about this on the podcast Probably, before. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, I think his parents are both in some kind of religious order that some may have. That's what makes me want to check out. Mistakenly called it a cult. Yeah, that's why I want to re listen to that uh, the album about them. Now that I know that, Carrie and Lowell. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it more interesting. Yeah. But I've never really listened to that album. I don't think uh, their names are Carrie and Lowell. I think that's his uh, grandparents. But his mom uh, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he wrote the album largely in response to that event. Yeah. Yeah, I was like everybody. I got in the mix when he had his 50-state project going. Mm -hmm. And then, you know. He Whom amongst us that. wasn't fired up about Come and Feel the Illinois? Yeah, that was good shit. Although when it's I listen to shit. it now, it's like I, I skip about now, half I of it. the songs. No, nah, I can. Uh, All those weird ones. The, like, <laughs> no, like, those are like, great. Yeah, get the fuck Don't out. Don't fucking. Like, no, on, absolutely man. not. It's <laughs> offensive. You'd say you you should like, be embarrassed about saying. I'm that. sure the people who made them love them, and like anyone with made, ears ought to love them. Well, come and on. if you can't, I have ears and I don't. You know, that's 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 not the kind of thing I would cop to out loud. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's kind of my 14-year-old girl in Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, I, I'm not endorsing the sentiment, but I, I kind of admire the candor 
of just saying that in interviews. Yeah, you I know. know. Like, that's I a mean, wild thing to cop to. He has to. to regret that. Also, the <laughs> 90s were a different time. I think it was, like, contemporaneous. You got to just own it, dude. Like, you know, Bernie wrote that rape story? Yeah. You know? And it's like, he never apologized. He never was like, he's just, whatever, dude. It was the time, you know? I, like, that's another wild one to cop to. You got to have had those thoughts to write them down. The thing that I always, the first time I heard about him, was someone being like, why isn't it a bigger story that he has an unacknowledged daughter? And I think Who, that Bernie? he does. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's like fully, but I I think it's like, you know. A lot of people do, man. He was kind of like, listen, I've got some other stuff going on. Go with God. I think I've said on the podcast that I had an early life. Uh, I, I didn't have a child, but I a woman strong had me believing that it was a strong possibility <laughs> yeah it's you know? terrifying i mean like i would just like play the game in my head of like what if this happened how would i feel and react and yeah. that was panic inducing so to be a step closer i would assume was more panic inducing well yeah but that's why now when i find out that somebody has a kid from when they were young like i'm always just like oh i know exactly how that goes like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it literally is yeah. there before the grace of god so like, uh, there was a guy I, when I worked at the big law firm, uh, who was my age. And like, I remember one day someone was like, do you know, he has like a 16 year old son, you know, like he's like 35, like, uh, but he had like a teenage son, like, you know, not a 19 year old. Uh, yeah, I, I knew, I've, I've met someone my age with a teenage son and uh, this is, you know, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, it was a, like, yeah, I know was how that big, goes. Like, there's a lot. There's as the yarn was being unspooled, there were many shocks along the way. All of them, you know, deeply interesting. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they should feel bad about any of it. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, a lot of our uh, Excel friends sure. had early children when they got out. Dude, the Excel girls are fucking the most fertile crop it seems like or there's a lot of fertility among the yeah it, it makes sense like i do think like the troubled teen industry is kind of the, i am not and do not aspire to be an authority on that subject <laughs> i'm just saying you go on instagram a lot of these posts you're like how many kids you got like i mean again I'm, true. like they seem like they're all doing well and happy and i'm happy for them but I'm like, when you think about troubled teen industry as the continuation of like, send the bad girls to the convent for, for a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, so they don't get too knocked up. And then it's like, you see our, our alums and how they had seven kids by 25, despite being out of the rotation for their Excel tenure. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay, it kind of makes, I'm not saying it was right, but I see what people were thinking. Like, uh, they were right. If if this didn't go unchecked, this was going to result in kids that this person wasn't ready to take care of, and probably a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway, God bless them, dude. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. Uh, I if there's un unanswered <laughs> th or uh, unfinished threads, I I want to do that work, but I, I don't think there are. I think we're at the end of the episode. Oh, I had a correction I wanted to make. Okay. From last week. I felt bad. Not last week. It's yeah, been like last a month. Since yeah, 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 yeah. I've been thinking about this ever since. Okay. Uh, the I said that 
the boss in shame was a bad guy because he saw that uh, Carrie Mulligan had self-harm scars on her arm, but he had sex with her nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And I stand by my comment that in, in that context, he was not being a good guy and he should not have done that. But in listening back to the episode, I thought to myself, there could be people with self-harm scars that are thinking like, oh God, I have to hide this or no one will want to have sex Okay, with me. yeah, yeah. And I just want to be clear, if you have self-harm scars, you can get fucked on your brother's bed whenever you want, if it's the right thing. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a kind of uh, sex that's, uh, you know, like affirming you know yeah 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 like uh it's you know it's creating a connection between two people in like a the nourishing way mm-hmm. and i don't think that's what they were doing and i don't think that's what he wanted to do no definitely not and i think he was dangling what she wanted in front for of example her. he had a wife and children at home as he was doing that yeah which i'm not sure she cared too much about that she might have liked that part yeah, but it's it's indicating what his intentions are. Yeah, it's not definitely. to marry her and start a family with her. And I no. I would say that it's, it seems like I mean she doesn't deny it whenever Brandon says it. Like the he's like, oh, you didn't see the fucking rings. It's not like she's like, no, I swear I didn't. So yeah, I think it's yeah. pretty obvious that she, you know. Well, and he was like, I I want to know everything about you. You're a fascinating creature. Mm-hmm. But then when the scars came out and she was like, I was bored. He was like, oh, you must have been bored. Change the subject, you know, because he's keeping it light, trying to smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also do think, though, there's probably like a, a male feminist approach to it that is also not good either. You know, like a guy fetishizing the scars, being like, no, I'm into that. Tell, I can tell me you. more about it. Exactly. Yeah. Let me kiss your scars. Uh, it's hard, you know. There's so a lot yeah, of yeah, exactly. a lot of pitfalls out exactly. there. Exactly, and if you're sometimes your internal radar's messed up already in that situation, which is sure. why. So all I wanted to say was just, uh, I still I think our our analysis of shame was good, but listening to that, I wanted to add more nuance to make sure that people with self harm scars know they're still beautiful and worthy of having sex, but not from that guy like that. Cool. Thank you. <laughs>